1: Five, four, three, two, one. Time now for Dr. Health Radio, radio's original health news magazine, bringing you the latest information on medicine, nutrition, fitness, and wellness, and now in its 33rd year. Your host of Dr. Health Radio is health expert David Snow, who's not a doctor and While most of David's guests are doctors or authorities in their areas of expertise, they do not diagnose or prescribe on the air. If you have a condition or illness that requires medical attention, see a health professional. The information contained in this program is for educational and entertainment purposes only. And now, your host of Dr. Health Radio, the snowman himself, David Snow. Welcome once again to
2: the program. Our hearts go out to all the listeners there on Maui, as well as, uh, well, everywhere in the state of Hawaii and uh, everywhere you're listening to my voice, uh, where our show has been on for decades there, where I am originally from. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. You know, ironically, I had booked today's guest, uh, who is an expert on PTSD and stress, uh, post-traumatic stress, a few months ago and never would have thought that the topic would be so timely as it is this week with the loss of life and culture on the island of Maui that they've experienced just over a week's period of time. And of course, um, there are countless organizations you can contribute to, American Red Cross, Maui Food Bank, and others. Uh, But um, our hearts go out to everyone affected on the valley isle of Maui. Uh, You know, minus the terrorist component of this week's wildfires have really been Maui's 9-11. When you think about the loss of life and property and historical cultural roots, I mean, it's unimaginable. Uh, So on today's show, we will be covering covering that loss or uh, how to deal with it, uh, no matter what you've gone through, uh, whether it's remotely. Um, I know that I've talked to people here in the studio uh, or in the station, and they say that, um, you know, they just can't imagine the people that are are just right there in the front lines uh, how it is because, uh, I mean, people are affected all around the world with this disaster that's happened on Maui. So our guest, Bob Delaney, he's the author of Heroes Are Human. I will talk about resiliency and uh, how to deal with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder or stress and also uh, just everything going on uh, that is going to affect your mental health, everybody's mental health. You know, I'm so glad that the word ohana, which is the Hawaiian word for family and community, is now in the mainstream media. I've heard it on many, you know, several news stories on various uh, media, TV, radio, internet. And uh, another word I'd like to highlight, uh, which is a Hawaiian word that that uh, signifies strong, it's ikaika. That's the Hawaiian word for strong. And that is what the survivors have to be uh, and the residents of, and uh, survivors of Maui are today. They are ikaika or strong, and um, our um, thoughts and prayers are with them on, and during this trying time. So let me give you a little background of Bob Delaney, who's going to be our guest, uh, our main guest on the in this hour of the program. He's the author of "Heroes Are Humans" or "Human uh, li- Lessons in Resilience, Courage, and Wisdom," and uh, he's a former New Jersey State Trooper, as well as spending th- uh, three years as an undercover officer infiltrating the mafia. He's also the recipient of President Barack Obama's Volunteer Service Award for his post-traumatic stress education with the military. And uh, Bob's passion is raising awareness about post-traumatic stress. And uh, he will be with us in a few short minutes. Following his undercover police work, uh, he, he um, actually became the NBA's one of the NBA's top referees for 25 years. Uh, So now he's an internationally recognized expert on post-traumatic stress, uh, where he worked in uh, both Iraq and Afghanistan with the U.S. Army. Uh, He's also the recipient of numerous awards in the mental health field, and he'll be with us today talking about the all-important aspect of health, and that is mental health. Uh, Let me just uh, share with you my history on Maui. You know, most of you are not aware of the fact that uh, up until late last year, I lived full-time in South Kihei, Maui for the last 10 years. Uh, I would fly back and forth to Honolulu, which is uh, where our cage and our studios uh, are located uh, to host Dr. Health Radio. I'd typically go twice a month. I'd um, I'd record a show and then do one show live while I was there, uh, you know, weekly shows, and um, and then fly back. But during the COVID pandemic, uh, when that hit, the radio station sent me all the equipment I needed to set up a home studio. So for the, much of the duration of the pandemic, uh, you were hearing Dr. Health Radio was actually coming to you from the island of Maui, uh, which uh, I I never really announced. Uh, then last year, I chose to move to the Gulf Coast of Florida, and now the show originates here at Salem Studios uh, here in Tampa. But uh, before I left the islands, i got to say, uh, and that was late last year, uh, moving to Florida. Uh, on the very last full day that I was on the island of Maui, I drove from Kihei, where I live, to Lahaina. Um, and uh, and I wanted to see it one last time and to also stop at the world headquarters of Maui Jam. I picked up my favorite brand uh, of sunglasses. I bought my fourth pair there, the Kanaha uh, style. And, uh, and then I left and I went to Kihei and flew to the mainland the very next day. So, uh, you know, my heart is still on... On Maui, and uh, always will be. But uh, if you were with us on our August fifth show earlier this month, we had a segment on how to prevent heat-related injuries and illnesses in your dogs. Uh, with a military veteran who, for years, worked in Washington D.C. and traveled ahead of the president and vice president, traveling to whatever state or country they were visiting, uh, where he would um, he'd, he was in charge of the canine units, the bomb-sniffing dogs, to make sure. Our leaders were safe wherever they were. Sebastian Velasquez was our guest, uh, the head of Aloha Canine Academy, professional dog training company, and he was with us. And, um, uh, well, he could not be with us today because I asked him about the bomb sniffing, I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, cadaver dogs uh, that are now in Maui uh, searching for the remains of people. And I I did speak with him yesterday, though, about that that particular topic, and... um, uh, what I wanted to share with you are some surprising, uh, s- some of the few things that I found surprising that he told me about those dogs. First of all, only 10% of dogs train, are, are trainable and capable of such duties. And it's not just, you know, German shepherds you think of as, or shepherds that you think of as cadaver dogs. There's many other breeds, the uh, Pointers and uh, Belgian and other, uh, other breeds of dogs as well. And other facts about the cadaver dogs is that, um, which are, by the way, now sniffing away at the five square miles of... Uh, burnt ruins that was once Lahaina Town, and that is the 80 to 85% accuracy for finding remains even in the ash. Uh, Now, uh, Sebastian Velasquez, the expert I spoke with and who was on the show earlier this week, or earlier this month, excuse me, uh, said uh, dogs trained to detect military explosives are about 95% accurate, believe it or not. And I also asked him, what about the technology, Sebastian? You know, how does that compare to a dog's nose? Well, he told me, that it's almost as accurate, not quite, but the expense and the time, because it takes about five to ten minutes for the instruments to analyze a sample, that puts the cadaver dogs at an advantage, uh, since it can, of course, uh, signal a lead to its master instantaneously. So, our uh, hats off and uh, and uh, blessings to all the dogs that are hard at work finding the uh, the remains of people at the in the Maui fires. All right, on a separate note, speaking of Hawaii, I mean, it's a related note, actually, but for those of you who are as old as I am and graduated from Kailua High School on Oahu, which is where I lived before I moved to Maui 10 years ago, uh, the 50th high school class reunion for Kailua High, the surf riders, uh, will be taking place in the, on the ninth island in Las Vegas on uh, September, well, Labor Day weekend, basically, September 1st through the 3rd. So if you are already going, Come on, it's the fiftieth reunion. We gotta, we gotta all stick together. We, you know, we had a class of over a thousand, but uh, I know it's not having to do with health. But just to, uh, it's a, it's it's going to be a once in a lifetime announcement that I make. That's for sure. Uh, so uh, if you're a person that was in that class, you can call Luana Caio for more information. Eight oh eight area code four nine seven two nine five six. That's four nine seven two nine five six or Uh, Hawaii at yahoo.com. That's L-O-U-I-E hawaii at yahoo.com. You know, I hate when I see an older person and then I realize we went to school together. (laughs) You know, what's that about? Anyway, uh, also this week, it happened last week. Uh, I never thought I'd be swimming in the ocean water that was at a higher numerical temperature than the uh, numerals on one of our FM stations that airs this program uh, back in Hawaii. Uh, But last week I was swimming in the Gulf of uh, Mexico here uh, on the coast of Florida, Lido Beach, which the evening news that day said was 94.8, so say 95 degrees So it was only half a degree, figuratively speaking, higher than our FM radio station in Honolulu, which is 94.3 the answer. So uh, I I never thought that that would take place. You know, the air temperature on that day of my swim was the same as the water temperature. It was about 95 outside and then, you know, taking a dip. So much for taking a dip to cool off, right? Oh, boy. Uh, That's not global warming. I don't know what is. Well, I I don't know if it's global warming, but it's certainly ocean warming. All right. All right uh also before we have bob delaney on the show we're going to have paul Hayslip in just a minute but uh want to get to a, <clears throat> excuse me a few other announcements um let's see uh, you know what i'm going to i'm going to um, postpone this food born illness announcement well you know this is important actually uh, uh let's see okay yeah um few recent examples of some uh, food safety issues Vegan ice cream is recalled because of pen pieces in the product. You may have heard, heard about this, but you heard me right. Not pecan pieces, pen pieces, although it was a pecan-flavored ice cream. Berkeley, California-based Eclipse Foods, a frozen dessert, contained ink pen fragments. Uh, it was in the pints of caramel butter pecan vegan ice cream. Also, Trader Joe's recalled something recently. And <laughs> believe it or not, the brand name is Unexpected Broccoli Cheddar Soup for being possibly contaminated with insects. Now, there's <laughs> a product that really lives up to its label claim. Unexpected, you know, you don't certainly don't expect insects in your uh, Trader Joe's unexpected broccoli cheddar soup, but if you do have that, uh, just be aware of it. Uh, maybe a little extra protein from the insects. Another food recall from the FDA from last week, and this is a, a serious one. Uh, I mean, not that the other one wasn't, but um, the ice cream brand sold in 19 states. Real kosher ice cream is recalling it's soft-serve ice cream and sorbet cups due to a possible link to a listeria outbreak. Now, listeria is probably the worst organism of all the foodborne or, uh, illnesses because it can really cause serious illness, and it's sometimes fatal, especially in young children and the elderly. So be aware of, you know, if you do have that brand of real kosher ice cream again. All right. Okay, let's get to Powerhouse Paul. Paul Hayslip is with us for a few minutes before we get on to our main guest, uh, Bob Delaney, about um, post-traumatic stress. Uh, Are you there, Paul? I'm here. Hey, uh, thanks for being with us on this uh, oh, man, very challenging you. show. You know, uh, I, yeah. I meant to introduce you first at 48. I think you're 48 years old now, is it? Or?
3: Correct, 48.
4: Okay. 18.
2: And you're still as buffed as almost anybody half their age. And, <laughs> uh, just to give you uh, the audience a little background of you, um, you're a former police officer. You started running at the age of eight. You're a, a fitness a, a gym rat to the max. <laughs> you played every yeah. every sport during your school years. Uh, you've been working out with weights since you were 15 in, in the Junior Olympics. You were in marathons, triathlons, etc. Uh, you're just a yeah. quintessential all-around athlete. However, apparently you pushed yourself a little too far recently, didn't you? And you had to have knee surgery, which unfortunately went south, so to speak. And you had ne- mm-hmm. necrosis of the bone Tell me how you right. got out of that, and tell us about hyperbaric oxygen therapy.
3: Well, so, yeah, I had um, meniscus repair in November, and so you're on non-weight-bearing for seven weeks. Everything's great. Everything was on schedule until I started doing adding some weight-bearing in. That's when the necrosis happened, Ooh. and that's when I really learned, like, you really have to advocate for yourself because... Um, it's called song, spontaneous osteonecrosis of the knee. So it's a rare response. My body got angry with the knee surgery. And it did it, like you said, by causing necrosis of the knee. And um, I guess what I learned from it was you got to put the pieces together. And I was at a pool party of all things. And somebody said, you should try uh, the hyperbaric chamber and did some research and found that there's professional soccer player, 24 years old, had the same symptoms. Oh. And I started doing research. Yeah. And he, it was the hyperbaric that turned things around. Huh. And, um, I started looking into it and I talked to a, a friend, a family friend. He said, listen, he was, this is a profession for 30 years. The doctor He said you got to do this. And, uh, I signed up and there was, uh, Certified Hyperbaric Chamber. It's the Undersea and Hyperbaric Medical Society. Happened to be two minutes from my home now here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, And uh, everybody kind of had, nah, I don't think it's going to work. And well, I did five sessions in, five sessions in, my physical therapist said, hmm, how many more of these do you have? I said, why do you ask? Well, I'm really seeing some improvement.
2: Oh, good. Okay. And so did you get five more after that or not?
3: Um, I had an MRI done, 10 sessions in, and the radiologist said, uh, most of your necrosis is gone. Wow,
2: that's huge.
3: Yeah. Huh. So I did 10 more, and then I went and saw my main, the doctor, um,
5: mm-hmm.
3: actually at Mayo Hospital, and uh, he pulled up the MRI on May 1st, uh, and he said, wow you you reversed
5: it. Interesting. Way to go.
2: And, yeah. And, and so. of course, you're holistic, too. I know that you always take the holistic approach to everything, and so your diet and uh, your right. uh, activity routine and everything was was right on spot. Uh, right. On, on target, yeah. Now, did you also consu- and, uh, consult with Dr. Google, or did you get a second and third opinion? What's, what's the deal there?
3: So the thing that I learned from this was I totally saw um, – all I researched, Dr. Google, as you called it. um, And that's how I found the medical journal on this professional soccer player. But then I also saw four other surgeons and not that each one had a different approach to and, and just viewpoint of this. And ultimately what I learned was, you know, Man, get three, four different opinions, and then I combined all that together with, then when I ultimately saw the, Mayo, the doctor the specialist at Mayo Hospital, right? Um, I was able to make a better decision as far as what I need to do. Some wanted to go back in and do more surgery, some wanted to inject me with some different things, and what I learned was, wow! Each one had a different kind of input that then I was able to apply towards the um, my ultimate my decision. So you took an and eclectic
2: then, uh, eclectic approach, right? I mean, the, right. the best of all yeah. worlds. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Paul, right. and, Paul, I, I can't. Uh, I I'd like to talk to you longer, but yeah. we need to get on with our next guest. But uh, give us totally. a kind of a, a, a broad uh, wrap up of of your. Philosophy. I mean, you, you know, you were when we were talking off the air earlier this week. You talked about um, the the importance of of uh, you know the holistic approach, uh, which I mentioned, right. but but also the mental health aspect of you. You have to deal with a physical injury or condition mentally. I mean, you have to have the right mindset as well to to help cure it or, or uh, uh, right make it go away. <laughs> you know, right. Uh, so. Um, What's well, what was your magic there? I mean, did you you know meditate, or did you go to a therapist, or what, what was what was that aspect of
3: it? Well, it was yeah, because my way of therapy was running and fitness. That's what I used to call my mind, and now suddenly I wasn't able. Right. to do that. So um, I did um, read. I did do some yoga, um, and I also just had to come up with different creative ways. So oh, I found i would rediscover the pool because I could go in there, oh, yeah. a, a, flu, a, a float buoy, and mm-hmm. swim. Even just doing my exercises in water um, just even brought a calming effect to it. But I had to reevaluate um, really my, my way of life, which was. Kind of go, go 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 go. Yeah, exactly. You're and, always and a you know, hard
2: charger. Yeah, you were always an inspiration right. at the gym we worked out at, and, and where you are. Yeah, you're a part-time resident of Maui, I should say. I right. was a full-time resident, but uh, we we met at Powerhouse Gym there in Kihei. Right. Yes, yeah. and uh, and so yeah, you you had to adjust your lifestyle accordingly. Hey, Paul, uh, I'd love to have you on again sometime when we do have more time. Definitely, definitely. And, and, uh, you know, you're not selling anything. You don't have a product or a practice or a book. No, (laughs) no. Just (laughs) just just
3: be happy and well.
2: (laughs) Thank you so much, Paul Hazliff. Really appreciate you being there. Thank you. All right. Okay, we're going to take a brief break and be back with Bob Delaney, the author of Heroes Are Human, Lessons in Resilience, Courage, and Wisdom. And this is a very timely topic with everything happening on the island of Maui with uh, the disaster that's taking place or that took place and is um, going to take months and years to, uh, to recover. All right, uh, I'm David Snow here on Dr. Health Radio. Please stay with us. We'll be back right after this as Dr. Health Radio continues.
4: Curcumin-rich Theracurmin from Natural Factors is a special form of curcumin, the yellow pigment of turmeric that has shown many wondrous health benefits. Theracurmin represents a major scientific breakthrough. Clinical studies show that when it comes to absorption, theracurmin is by far number one. Finally, the powerful health benefits of curcumin can be realized with curcumin-rich theracurmin. To learn more, visit naturalfactors.com.
6: They protect your digestion, your immune system, your skin. They support balanced hormonal levels. And very important for both women and men, they counter the buildup of bad bacteria and yeast in our bodies. Researchers have even found that probiotics promote a more positive mood and mental sharpness due to the gut-brain axis. The one I take, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics. It's a superior formula with prebiotics, probiotics, and postbiotics, a smart advantage in these challenging times. Find Dr. O'Hara's probiotics through Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and other natural health retailers. Also available online.
5: Stop breathing right now. No, really, hold your breath. This is how it feels when you're stuffed up due to colds, flu, pollen, dander, post-nasal drip, or any other reason. That's when you need clear saline nasal spray, the only spray with the power of xylitol. That simple saline solution you're using is only doing half the job. It's just rinsing. You don't just rinse your hands. Why would you just rinse your nose? Clear Saline Nasal Spray with Xylitol.
7: Available at Vitamin Shop, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, as well as Amazon.com. For a complete list of retailers, visit clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Welcome back to the program.
2: David Snow on your radio. Thank you so much for tuning in and making us a part of your weekend we do hope to make it strong and healthy with the information we have for you this morning. In this segment of the program, Bob Delaney is my guest. He's the author of Heroes Are Human, Lessons in Resilience, Courage, and Wisdom. I gave you a background of his his uh, list of accomplishments and credentials, uh, of which there are many, so I'm not going to repeat that. I'd like to welcome him to the Dr. Health Radio microphones this morning. Good morning, Bob. How the hell are you? <laughs>
8: Great, to hear. Great to hear your voice, David.
2: Thank you so much for being there. You know, um, it, it, it certainly wasn't planned this way. I mean, we booked you what, a, a month or two ago. And I mean, look at how timely our show is today. We, you know, you, I mean, this was so unplanned, but ironically, it uh, you know, is was about as good a timing as you could possibly imagine. Uh, you know, it, it just, it breaks everybody's heart, of course, of what ha- happened on Maui. And, um, I know, I know I know you've been involved in disasters and wars and uh, uh, various uh, both natural disasters and man-made uh, or um, uh, you know human-caused events. Uh, but uh, tell us first of all, why you wrote the book Heroes Are Humans."
8: Yeah, uh, and and to your point, uh, I, I gotta be honest. You caught me off guard when you said, "How the health are you?" Uh that's how I that's <laughs> how I greet every guest. By the way, for the last thirty
2: four years,
8: <laughs> it's excellent, uh, it's outstanding. Uh, Thank you. About now. Um, you know, Dr. Malika, Richard Malika, is the director of the Harvard Global Mental Health Trauma Recovery Program. I've been a student of his. He's a mentor. And I had the opportunity to present at the uh, program on on self-care and resilience. And, and he has a very simple statement. He says, the trauma is stable in life. And, uh, you know, the traumas that come almost on a daily basis.
2: Yeah. uh, um, Excuse me, Bob. Are you? uh, I don't know. Are you on some kind of device? uh, Because we're getting a distortion of your voice for some reason.
8: No. um, Just on a phone.
2: Okay. All right. Okay. Go ahead.
8: Um, It's just that um, you know trauma is inescapable in life, as he says, and we are all uh, exposed to trauma. And trauma not only comes in a personal nature, but you know, as you said, we're all heartbroken. Because we're watching it on TV and we're seeing it in real time. And those kinds of experiences, people have to monitor themselves as well because you get hit with the emotional shrapnel that ah. takes place to others in, in, in life.
2: Right, right. That's a good point. Yeah, a kind of invisible injuries, right?
8: Yeah, invisible wounds are, wounds, are, yes. are, 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 are a title of, of a conversation that I have often. Invisible wounds. Uh, may cut as deep as the wounds we do see. So our awareness to invisible wounds is ext- extremely important. Not all wounds bleed.
2: Mm, that's very well put. Now, it wasn't just the patients. You know, uh, let's let's backtrack a few years, uh, and then we'll get back to the Maui uh, issue or the disaster that's taken place over the past week. But uh, it wasn't just the patients that experienced the COVID-19 virus that uh, have suffered undue stress and uh, uh, health consequences and everything. The frontline healthcare workers, some of them, you know, the doctors, the nurses, all the other uh, health professionals in the medical field, they're they're still experiencing the after effects of the pandemic. So let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, I I know that you've had experience in dealing with that.
8: Yeah, David, that's the reason I wrote the book, uh, Heroes Are Human. Uh, I I was driving by hospitals or any kind of care centers, and seeing signs out in front, heroes work here. And uh, we'll get into my past, but um, anybody that's told they're a hero really doesn't feel like one, nor do they want to hear that title. And so I've been doing work with the military, law enforcement, firefighters for the past four decades in the area of post-traumatic stress and I call it operational stress. Uh, those serve see what the rest of the world does not, and as a result of their professions, their noble professions, they, they are exposed to trauma. And then it came to a realization that while those careers go to trauma, trauma walks in the front door of the hospital or the urgent care center. So it comes to those who serve Mm. in the healthcare community. And so I wanted to understand what they were going through uh, during the COVID experience. And the more that I spent time with them, I found that they are very good at taking care of all of us, but not very good at taking care of themselves. So my hope is to move the bar uh, and and help them understand that self-care does not mean selfish that it's okay to take care of themselves. And by doing self-care and having an awareness to resilience, that we are becoming the best person we can be to make this world a better place.
2: Isn't, isn't though, um, everybody's sense of balance uh, w- between the two extremes, Bob, uh, individual in that, you know, some people have a tight-lipped attitude, others pour their hearts out. Uh, so, I mean, there's no right or wrong, is there? I, it, it depends on the personality type of the individual?
8: Very insightful, very insightful because think about this, if you and I had the same kind of cancer, they would give us both the same medical protocol because they know... Oh, right, good. Yeah, if you're dealing with post-trauma and I'm dealing with post-trauma, what works for you may not work for me and what works for me may not work for you, so we have to have Hmm. alternative plans and create environments where what I call peer-to-peer conversations take place. David, I used to refer to it as peer-to-peer a therapy but i take away every medical sounding term because from my view i believe we have over-medicalized this conversation and we scare people away from it, it you think about post trauma has been around forever sophocles wrote two plays about the warrior not knowing how to act after coming home from battle after the civil war we called it soldier's heart world war 1 we called it shell shock world war 2 battle fatigue after the korean and vietnam wars it was referred to flash, as flashbacks now we call it post-traumatic stress disorder. And again, I, I think it's a loosely used term, PTSD in our society. I say to folks, you, you do not get PTSD if Starbucks gets your order wrong. Yet we use it so loosely. Oh. And, 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 and say that post-traumatic stress disorder is a diagnosis. I deal with post-traumatic stress. We have post-traumatic stress before we get to a diagnosis. and it, 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 And my hope is, that we can keep post-traumatic stress at post-traumatic stress and not allow its growth to disorder or to mental illness. This is human emotions, folks going through particular situations, as you said, whether it's a natural disaster or on the battlefield, uh, but we are all potentially exposed. And then we become judgmental about it, right? I learned about this when I was brought down to Fort Hood after the shooting there and spent uh, time with those soldiers. When I say judgmental, not judgmental of me to you or you to me, but judgmental within ourselves. And, and, and I will just use an example. Say for folks like yourself who spent so much time in Hawaii. There, oh, I grew up there, feeling, yeah. It, it, so this feeling that you have of the disaster is personal. Yet You are going to be hesitant to to. to to really express your emotions because you're going to say the people that have experienced it firsthand in, in real time are, they're going through something much worse than me. Sure. And so that's a, a normal kind of defense mechanism that takes place. We we have a tendency to say others are going through something worse. And I say, to folks, your stuff is yours. And
2: yeah. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it was, it, right. Right. Uh, Bob, we need to... Uh-huh. <clears throat> Excuse me. We need to take a bottom-of-hour break. We're a little late for it, so if you can hold that okay. thought. Um, and I think what you're saying, too, is prevention is better than cure, right? You want to nip it at the bottom.
8: Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And, uh, you know, it reminds me as uh, I saw uh, some, I don't know, it was a cartoon or bumper sticker or something. It says, yeah, because you were talking about over-medicalizing of things and, you know, there's different types of therapy, and I, I think the, um, the quote was, you never see a... Harley Davidson in front of a psychiatrist's office, I mean, you know, so everybody has their different way of dealing with things. And uh, sometimes it's, you know, exercise or uh, just a, a nice open road or uh, a, maybe a, a trip away from their the reality of, of what they're going through, the suffering and everything. But anyway, we'll talk more about that with Bob Delaney, my guest, the author of Heroes Are Human, Lessons in Resilience, Courage, and Wisdom. And we'll tell you how to get the book when we come back as well. Talk about the mental health of the first responders over there in Maui, as well as those who lived through the Maui fires, and we'll have to deal with that disaster for years to come. We'll get his thoughts on that as well. Back after this with more information for your good health, so stick around if you want to stay healthy.
1: Sorry yogurt, although you're high in calcium and protein, in the real world of potent probiotics, ah uh, well, let's just say you're not that potent. While many consume you thinking they're getting enough probiotic bacteria for good gut health, the fact is, you yogurts can't compete with a medical strength probiotic like Theralac. Plus, you yogurts, well, most of you, have so much sugar and other ingredients that it defeats the purpose of eating you in the first place. So while we'll always be fond of you and other fermented foods, we want to make Make sure our listeners also take a potent probiotic like Therolac. That's because just one capsule of Therolac is equal to more than 200 cartons of yogurt in the beneficial bacteria that it delivers to the gut. And if your doctor advises you to just eat some yogurt after a course of antibiotics without a strong probiotic like Therolac, it can take up to two years to reestablish your healthy gut flora. Look for Therolac in the refrigerated section of your favorite health store or go to Theralac.com.
5: Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now, our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy.
9: When choosing a food supplement, what's most important to you? If you said safe, effective, contaminant-free, and non-GMO, 100% of the population agrees with you. So out of the thousands of brands out there, which one do you choose? Natural Factors is the healthiest choice. For over 60 years, family-owned Natural Factors has been committed to the quality of their products, excellence in science and education, and caring for people and planet. And with over 900,000 square feet of manufacturing, Natural Factors is big enough to do it right. They are also one of the only companies to do it all. With their own certified organic farms, over 2,000 acres, their own extraction, encapsulation, laboratory and research facilities, plus a vast network of academic and scientific experts. From farm to shelf, you can trust Natural Factors to bring you the best food supplements available anywhere. And they're available at your nearest natural food store. Or go to naturalfactors.com. Snow. Snow.
2: Snow, 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 snow. Yeah, that's right. It's me, David Snow, on your radio, keeping you cool and healthy. And uh, we appreciate you um, being out there during this trying time for our nation, with all the loss of life that uh, Maui is incurring from the result of the wildfires. Uh, Bob Delaney's way, my, my, my guest. Uh, sorry if I'm a little out of it uh, this hour, because I mean it. It hit so close to my heart, uh, being that I'm I'm from there. Um, All right, uh, Bob, uh, before I uh, forget to mention it, how can people get your book Heroes Are Human, Lessons in Resilience, Courage and Wisdom?
8: Well, as they say, wherever books are sold, uh, Simon & Schuster, uh, City Point Press, is the uh, publisher and is a, uh, a distributor, uh, distributed by Simon & Schuster. So Amazon, anywhere that people would normally get their books is where they can get it. They can also go to my website, Uh But David, I, I just wanted to follow up. You know, I said earlier that I believe we have over-medicalized this, and I do, but I don't want anyone to interpret that I'm saying we don't need the medical side of the Yes, house. of
2: course, right.
8: Yeah. We do, and we have tremendous resources. We just have to figure out how to build better bridges. Bridges are built from both sides. So the medical resource side and those that need the resources have to find a better way to have that safe environment to allow these conversations to take place.
2: Okay, that's uh, that's well put indeed. Now, the mental health needs of the first responders out there in Maui or you know, anywhere a disaster occurs, uh, whether it's uh, caused by humans or a natural disaster such as this, um, as well as those who live through the Maui fires and and they'll have to deal with this disaster for the rest of their lives or at least for years to come. Um, what is your advice there? I mean, uh, other than first responders, and I know uh, President Obama recognized you for your post tra- 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 traumatic, uh, excuse me, post traumatic stress education uh, that you gave to the military, and uh, you won an award for that. Or received an award for it. Um, But uh, just for the everyday Joe out there uh, who is going through this, maybe it was a tourist that uh, happened to be over there when it happened. I mean, you know, it's from all walks of life that uh, people are going to be affected by this.
8: Yeah. for for uh, Let me just share this. I, I'm going to ask you all to imagine I've got the biggest balloon over my head full of air. How do I get the air out? I could take a pin and pop it. I get the air out, but I don't have a balloon anymore. I can let it go and it flies all over the room. It goes out the door. We don't know what happened to the balloon. But if we're patient and willing to listen to sounds we do not want to hear and turn it upside down. Let a little ear out at a time. Or it makes a screeching noise that may hurt our ears or we may not want to hear that sound. But eventually we're going to get all the air out. We're going to have a full balloon we can use again one day. That's us with trauma. We need to get the air out of our balloons. We need to talk about what our experience was. But more often than not, we, we hide emotion and, and right, we push right. it down. Yeah. And so my belief is while the uh, first responders, the, those who are serving they're Maui, are going to steal themselves against their emotions in order to do their job. When they get into a safe environment, we have to provide avenues for them to get the air out of their balloons. The same thing for the tourists. People have to tell their stories. Storytelling is a great way of reducing and, and allowing that, that, those kinds of feelings to come out and be shared. And when we share it with someone, we give permission to someone, for, for someone else to tell us their story, and we validate each other's feelings through that conversation. Mm. That's why I believe peer-to-peer conversations, peer-to-peer takes place when two people, two or more, speak about an experience that they had that had a similar experience. I'm not saying the same. I choose that word carefully. Similar experience. It's important for that to take place. I did a long-term undercover job back in the 70s. I became another person for three years of my life, infiltrated the mafia, wrote a book about that called Covert. My peer was a guy by the name of Joe Pistone. He is known as Donnie Brasco. There was a movie about his undercover story. Mm -hmm. Joe and I are friends to this day. And I tell Joe, we're two old dudes now. The only place we can go undercover is the senior citizen home and figure out who's (laughs) stealing the yogurt. But we have each other to speak to about what our experiences were like. And that is going to be so important for the folks in in Maui. It's important for all of us, David, uh, to have someone that we have a safe environment to have these conversations.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, you know, being in media for 34 years— you know, I, of course, I people on the front lines or you know, in front of the camera and in front of the microphone have to maintain their composure, but sometimes, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's challenging. Uh, and also given the fact that uh, my only uh, relative, uh, my family member, uh, I, I found out she died uh, the same day as the fires, and uh, she died a few days before that, but uh, that's when I found out. And so, I mean, it was a double whammy for me, uh, or has been, uh, over this past week or uh, week and a half. Uh, God so, bless
8: David. You you have experienced the great deal, and I will offer this to you. I tell folks, love lives on forever. Yes. We may lose someone, but love lives on forever.
2: That's 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 very that's oh, true. Words were never spoken, and then you know I might add too. And I was talking about uh, uh, the cadaver dogs earlier and before we had you on, Bob, because we had a guest on uh, Sebastian Velasquez uh, earlier this month talking about. Um, uh, uh the uh the fact that uh, you know dogs are so uh, efficient uh, well we were talking uh-huh. uh, earlier this month about the uh, how to uh, prevent and treat heat related illnesses in dogs because you know it's affecting our pets as well as our uh, our family and friends and neighbors right. as right. far as the heat uh, going on this summer but uh, uh but he was also talking about and he couldn't be with us today but uh, he was talking about the fact that the the dogs are so uh, well-trained for uh, detecting, you know, the remains of people. But, but what I was going to say about dogs is sometimes the best therapists have four legs and uh, two-thirds of the population of America has a dog in their house, or dog or, and or cat. And so uh, uh, talk to us. Did you ha- Do you have any experience or, um, uh, you know, uh, any background on that uh, as far as uh, using animals for therapy and uh, c- cases like this?
8: Absolutely. I I, I, I thank you for bringing this up because uh, the presentation that I do for the Harvard Global Mental Health Trauma Recovery Program speaks exactly to this Uh, nature. Nature is a great healing for us. So the, the nature, yeah. of the nature of hearing the birds sing, uh, watching—just think of your own personal. Uh, I have a cat, Ruby. I, you know, I become that guy. It becomes a family member. But I watch Ruby. You know, she'll she'll get startled and become afraid. But then she goes back to what she was doing once she feels safe. Think about what we do when we become stalled or upset. We start going
2: down Oh, We're losing you. We have, okay.
8: we have battles in our mind. Yeah. So, uh, watch animals, see how they react. They, they react and, and they're aware, but then they go back to their normal routine. The same thing with walking and being near water, uh, walking through first. You're seeing nature. There's a calmness that takes place there. And and those are important to realize that that is part of therapy and allowing yourself to have a safe place that you feel comfortable and that also brings you an inner peace.
2: Wow, that's that's, uh, very well put. Uh, Bob, we need to take one last break of the hour to keep the lights on here so I can keep asking you more questions. And when we come back, I'm going to ask you about... uh, you know, a little more detailed uh, information on uh, therapies, whether it's uh, medications or lifestyle modification. Uh, What do you think of, uh, you know, meditation and other uh, things that, uh, other types of therapy other than, uh, uh, you know, typical psychologist or psychiatry uh, sessions for uh, dealing with loss or disaster, such as what, what we're experiencing this past week. My guest, Bob Delaney, the author of Heroes Are Human, We'll be back right after this as
10: Dr. Health Radio continues. summertime it can be even healthier when you shop at abby's health and nutrition that's because abby's has the products that are going to let you enjoy a healthier outdoor lifestyle like natural mineral-based sunscreens to protect your skin non-toxic insect repellents that are safe and effective plus a wide variety of wholesome snacks and beverages as well as picnic and barbecue foods that are as nutritious as they are delicious so head on down to 14374 northdale Maybury in Carrollwood. And remember, no matter what season of the year it is, Abbey's wide selection of groceries, food supplements, body care, and many other health products will keep you healthy year-round. Also, don't forget that Abbey's is your sports nutrition headquarters with the highest quality proteins, hydration beverages, and pre- and post-workout formulas. For over 25 years, Abbey's Health and Nutrition has been Tampa's health headquarters. Check them out at
4: abbeyshealthfood.com. Is getting a good night's sleep a challenge? Fortunately, there's a superior fast-acting sleep formula called Tranquil Sleep from Natural Factors. This non-habit-forming supplement contains a unique combination of melatonin, 5-HTP, and L-theanine, which works in harmony with your body's natural sleep hormones. Tranquil sleep can help you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep sounder, and wake up refreshed, all without feeling drowsy in the morning. The key benefit comes from increasing the time spent in the deeper stages of sleep. It's only in these deeper levels of sleep that we truly experience the rejuvenation, regeneration, and recuperation that sleep provides. Even if you think you get a good night's sleep, give Tranquil Sleep a try. You might be surprised with how much better you've slept by waking up with more energy and enthusiasm to start your day. Learn more at naturalfactors.com.
7: Do you sometimes suffer from gas, bloating, indigestion, constipation, diarrhea, or irritable bowel syndrome? You need to know about the Friendly Foursome. Master Supplements, the leaders in safe and effective intestinal health products, offer four supplements that may reinvent your intestinal tract. First, there's Theralac, America's fastest-acting medical-strength probiotic find out why Theralac's regular customers become, well, regular customers. Just go to theralac.com for more information. Then there's True Fiber, clinically proven to improve regularity as well as lowering cholesterol. True Fiber is also uniquely formulated to stimulate probiotics. Third in the friendly foursome is enzylase, the strongest enzyme available. With high potencies of 12 different digestive enzymes, Enzolase makes short work of fatty meals and dairy products, as well as normally gas-producing foods such as beans. Finally, there's True Flora, the fastest-acting bio-cleansing probiotic. True Flora is so potent, the recommended dose is only two per week. Week. This is the premier traveler's supplement. Don't go on a trip without taking True Flora. See the friendly foursome of master supplement products at your favorite natural food store Therilac, True Fiber, Enzolase, and True Flora for the best intestinal health of your life.
5: Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now, our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy.
2: Welcome back to the show, David Snow on your radio. Why didn't the bird use Facebook? She preferred to tweet. Okay, that's what birds do. And uh, we we preferred to talk. So no tweeting, texting, or twiddling here. Just uh, when it comes to your health, we're just all talk. So um, if you're just joining us, Bob Delaney is my guest. He is the author of Heroes Are Human, and... Um, He has quite a resume to his name. He is the, um, well, uh, we're talking about some of the things that he's done over his uh, career uh, before we we took the break. But um, one thing that I think I mentioned uh, at the outset of the show is he's an internationally recognized expert on post-traumatic stress, which is what we're talking about today. And uh, he worked in both Iraq and Afghanistan with the U.S. Army on that. Uh, tell us about uh, just a one minute experience uh, on that. I know Bob you were uh, was it Iraq or Afghanistan where you were stationed with uh, some Hawaii based soldiers that um had pictures of surfboards and uh, uh on the uh, different barricades around the the uh, uh you know the um uh, the base that you were at.
8: Yeah, that was up in Mosul. Uh, I was with the 25th Infantry Division uh, it, it out of um, Hawaii and uh, spent time with them. And one of the uh, really cool experiences well, outside the wire was, uh, meaning outside of the post that they were on, which is Camp Merez up in Mosul, uh, they would go out and do all the work they do to keep our freedoms. And yet when they came inside, and it was time to relax. They had painted scenes of Hawaii on the T-walls, which are the walls to protect them, oh, and yeah. as well had uh, surfboards up against uh, those walls. Oh, and I uh, And at night, play some guitars and sit around and smoke a cigar. And, and, and those are the entire environments that allow for what we refer to as peer-to-peer conversations to take place. The comfortable setting, because they're in a war zone, yet when you walk into this one small area, you felt like
2: you were in Hawaii. Yeah, right, right. So it was their retreat, so to speak. Well, let's yes. talk about some of the treatments now. Uh, well, first of all, before you know, you get into maybe uh, some different types of therapy or lifestyle modifications. It, how would somebody actually know if they have if they're experiencing or suffering from post traumatic stress, just uh, versus just normal everyday life stress?
8: Well, I think that um, the reason I call it operational stress, it comes as a result because I work specifically with those who serve. And so it it comes from what they see. Those who serve see what the rest of the world does not. And so by seeing things you're you're experiencing, as I said earlier, emotional shrapnel, you get hit with other people's uh, issues and problems and and natural disasters. So you're experiencing that, but then you have to monitor yourself. So just as an example, uh, anger levels that are... at a very high level, uh, isolation, avoidance, Um, these are telltale signs of post-trauma. After experiencing, it just doesn't show up. You have to be aware of what you've experienced. So, you know, as I said, I I worked a long-term undercover job where I became another person for three years of my life, and those experiences of living on a day-to-day basis, being concerned that if they found the wire that I was wearing that I would be killed because I was thought to be an informant, that kind of fear level that I was living through uh, was extremely important. Uh, and, and, And I underline to those who serve, courage is not absent of fear. Courage takes place despite the fear
5: that's that 's right feeling mm.
8: and and so that 's important for them to understand because at times when they 're told they're doing heroic work, they feel guilty that they had fear or that they were were concerned for their own safety. Those are normal human reactions, and we have to celebrate those and reinforce those it 's not something to shy away from, so these conversations need to be had in safe environments and while um so traditional ways of sitting with a psychologist, psychiatrist, may be good for some folks. For others, what I have found is that those who are active and engaged, keeping them active and engaged, so bicycle riding, long distances, but doing it as a group, uh, running uh, together with others. Uh, we have a thing called Vets on Deck where we teach uh, veterans how to sail on the water.
2: Oh, that's great. Um, Wow, interesting. Yeah, so that's lifestyle modification, basically. Yes, yes.
8: And you're creating environments that are fun, keep them actively engaged. And um, it's also about sitting around the campfire at night and sharing each other's stories.
2: Yeah, and I should say lifestyle medicine as well, because that is medicine as much as a a prescription drug is or a, a therapy session with a psychiatrist or anything else. I mean, that that is just as beneficial to the patient uh, less with less side effects, I might add, than maybe a pharmaceutical. And then let's Dave, t- I, talk about that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
8: Yeah, David, w- I would offer that. Um, you know, we, we, we have a, t- a tendency to want to think that uh, we're the only one going through something. And so when we're able to be able to be in a group, that we start hearing, start to say, I thought it was the only one going through that, that reinforces and gives you a feeling of, of belonging. And Certainly, we yes. don't need that in our lives. We all have to feel like we belong to something. So those, those environments are important for, for folks to be able to be part of.
2: Wow. That's so, so well put to uh, end the show, Bob. Uh, give us your website one more time, please.
8: Yeah, it's DelaneyConsultants.com and one of the other books I wrote is called Surviving the Shadows, A Journey of Hope into Post-Traumatic Stress, Not a Journey of Doom and Gloom, and, and David, the reason I called it Surviving the Shadows, I believe we all have shadows in our lives
2: alright uh, uh, we're, we're, often... we're out of time, Bob uh, uh, okay. DelaneyConsultants.com Consultants.com Okay, Heroes are Human is the title of the book, and Bob do you know that there is another definition of her- heroes? Did you know that? Yeah, what a guy does. Uh, what a guy in a boat does. He rows. He rows. Oh, good. <laughs> Assuming he has an oar, and not a, boat, a motor, of course. Anyway, very good. <laughs> okay, Bob. Thanks so much for being there. appreciate it very much. Bye. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. And uh, apparently, uh, I apologize for being a little out of it because of what was happening or what's been happening on the island of Maui. Uh, but. Uh, Join us again next week, same time, same station, for another edition of the program. Until then, stay healthy, have a healthy week, and we'll see you next week. Aloha.